Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Russ M., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Friday, December 30th, 2022. Today, we're reading from the big book on We Agnostics. We're on page 52, the third paragraph, reading, We saw others ending, but the God idea did. And today's readers are, for this 12 steps, Zoe N., the 12 traditions, Kelly K., reading the, uh, starting off reading the text is uh, Anne-Marie M., page 164, Sherry D., our backup readers, Colleen M., newcomer readers, Sandy K., and second hour host is Karen K. The reference numbers for yesterday Thursday, December 29, 2022, the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting, 19,800, The 10 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting, 19,801, 19,801. The OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating, compulsive food behaviors, and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive reader who still suffers. And a vision for you big book study, our message is that people who suffer, is that people who suffer compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Here are the steps we took, which are suggest- suggested as a program of recovery. Uh, I will now ask Zoe Ann to read the 12 steps. Hi, good morning. Zoe Ann, compulsive overeater. Um, step one, we admitted we were powerless over food that our lives had become unmanageable. Came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, 
when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact understood them. Praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thanks for letting me read this month. All right, thank you. Next up is Kelly Kay with the traditions. Hey, this is Kelly Kay, compulsive overeater. 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is the desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other group or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may enjoy special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personality. Thank you. All right, thanks. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions of recovery, describing in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our absence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There's no absence requirement for sharing on topping. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the direction of the Big Book means to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. So today we resume our study in We Agnostics, page 52, the third paragraph. When we saw others uh, ending with, but the God idea did. And we're just reading that one paragraph. So now I'm going to ask Emory M to get this, the ball rolling for us. Okay. Thank you, Russ. This is Anne Marie M. in South Carolina, gratefully 
recovered through, through God's grace, and uh, God has removed the obsession to compulsively overeat. I'm so grateful, and um, that was after me working the 12 steps, so I'm grateful for that. Uh, page 52, third paragraph, and we saw others solve their problem by a simply by simple by a simple reliance upon a the spirit of the universe. We had to stop doubting God, the power of God. Our ideas did not work, but the God idea did. And this is such a great promise for me. When I came into the rooms of Overeat is Anonymous. Um, the, 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 at first, um, I didn't see any kind of recovery. It was um, the meetings that I were going to, um, I didn't see their reliance on God. I saw their reliance on dieting with group support, um, getting the right food plan, uh, focusing on the tools, and what I didn't know is that God was at the center of of this program. God was at the center of recovery, and I learned that several years later, and that it was um, my reliance on God, not my reliance on anything else. And it reminds me, in working with others on page 98, where it says, job or no job, wife or no wife. We simply do not stop thinking as long as we place dependence upon other people ahead of dependence upon God. And my dependence was on, excuse me, at first was on a food plan, was on getting thin. That was my God. If I could get thin enough, I would feel better. And that didn't work. Um, I, at one point, I had a reliance on a, on a sponsor. You know, I put her up on a pedestal, and that didn't work. I had to find a God that worked for me. And, and the last time, uh, this last time I went through the steps with a sponsor, I realized that it was a step two issue for me. And I thought I had such a great relationship with God. I didn't realize that I wasn't depending on God. Um, I was demanding, you know, I was putting conditions, you know, God, if I do this, if I pray, you know, I was told to pray every morning. If I pray every morning, then then you need to give me abstinence. And it wasn't put so much like that, but it basically that's what it was. I had conditions put on the God of my understanding. And what helped me the most was developing that relationship with God and then continuing my relationship with God so that it's gotten stronger and stronger. So, And that's what I do today. I work on my relationship with God. I look to him for the answers. I go through people that God has put in my life, my human angels, I like to call them, um, to, hear, to hear God's message. So, um, you know, my ideas didn't work. I tried several diets, like I'm sure everyone else did, tried the hypnosis, tried workshops, um, but those those things didn't work. But for me, the God does work, and he's still working for me. Um, I'm looking for him. Thank you. That's it. Thanks, Anne-Marie. So now we're going to open up the line for sharing, and uh, I ask you just hit me one at a time. 
I'm fragile over here. And uh, if uh, you shared in the past couple of days, uh, we just asked you to limit your share. Um, if you shared on uh, Wednesday or Thursday, please step back and give someone else a shot to share. Who would like to share on page 52? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got Lillian. Pamela P. Well, I, hold on, hold on, please. And then Pamela. Let's spell that right. Okay, so what I got is Wanda. Wait, hold on. Lillian, Wanda, Pamela. <laughs> okay. Bonnie B. Bonnie. I got you, uh, Pamela. Hold on. Uh, there was someone. Was it Colleen? Do I hear Colleen? And then someone after that. Lisa, Lisa, there's a Lisa there. Stephanie B. Oh, Stephanie. Is it Stephanie B? Yes. Okay. Stephanie B. I think it was Lisa N. Yeah. We take a couple more. Nancy J. Nancy. Maria G. Maria G. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good list. All right. Lillian M., Wanda R., Pamela P., Bonnie P., Stephanie B., Lisa N, Nancy J, and uh, Maria J. All right, Lillian, you're up. Lillian, star one, please. Can you hear me now? (laughs) Yep, got you now. Great. Um, This is Lillian M um, from Georgia. And I uh, thank you for your service, and I'm grateful for the opportunity to share on this topic uh, this morning. Um, I'm I'm a little different than some of the people, I guess, that the book was originally referring to in the agnostic, because I came in with uh, a belief in God and um, attended seminary, um, and so I had no no issues with that, but this program has really just strengthened my faith and my belief because I was one of those that believed in God, but for some reason, I was not um, relying on God, and especially when it came to the things that centered around me being a compulsive overeater, so um, it has brought me closer and it has taught me how to um, trust God and to go to God and to rely on God in, in all of my affairs. Um, so I just kind of wanted to, to highlight that and to spotlight that even for those of us who say we have a higher power and we know all about who this higher power is, this program uh, showed me that I was still missing something and for decades um, even though I was in church and sharing and witnessing and teaching all about God 
I had I did not have the type of relationship that I needed so that I could be um all that God would have me to be and so that I could be useful uh to him and to even love myself. Uh so that's all I have to share. Uh and thank you again for doing your service to uh, for all of us this morning. Thank you. Thanks, Lillian. Appreciate it. Next up is Wanda R followed by Pamela P. Good morning, everybody. I love you all. I hope everybody has a great, great day. And yesterday I was going to comment, but I read this paragraph today, and I thought this is a wonderful paragraph that I have a lot of feeling about because I was a basket case. I didn't know how to be a human being. I was an eating machine. I pigged out. and I was a pig. I was an animal. I didn't know how to be human and eat like a lady. And now I, I have learned uh, through, uh, you know, just patience and how God taught me to be a a more patient person and not have to scarf and barf because I was a bulimic. Another thing I'm just going to say, you know, it says that the idea about God worked and that it's actually an idea and that the idea that I had that did not work is what can I get away with? When is my ship going to come in? How can I get ahead? How can I, uh, uh, you know, get what I want? And now I don't feel that way. I don't feel like I have to be the center of the universe. I feel like I can be a humble person and take my place with other people and not have to be number one. I feel like I have to enjoy life and life on life's terms and live and let live and try to fit in. There's there's a very old, uh, I think uh, people might remember, about the 24-hour-a-day, you know, uh, it's it's a very old OA uh, a document, and it talks about, uh, you know, just uh, taking it a day at a time and being happy and making myself fit into uh, life and not trying to design everything the way I want it. And I am just so happy and, uh, you know, that I am learning and respecting myself and respecting other people, where they come from, what they want. Thank you so much. I hope everybody just take it a day at a time, a moment at a time, and remember that you're loved. Thank you. Thanks, Wanda. Next up is Pamela P. followed by Barney P. I believe. 
Hi, um, this is uh, Pamela P. from Pennsylvania. Um, so when I got out of the past, grand, when I first come to OA, I did believe in God, but I just um, didn't maybe believe that he wants to help me in this situation. And it seems so like annoying to God. He got other things important. And when I came to OA, I did believe in God. Uh, I, it was one of the few things I did believe in from having a childhood. Uh, my mom was like schizophrenic. She uh, abused me a lot. And also I was in child porn and stuff for like a couple of years of my life. And then, uh, uh, and then, um, I was in the adult industry when I came in, but I did love God. And what made me draw me to God, because all the stuff I went in, I never felt not love from him. I almost felt like he had so much empathy and compassion ever since I was a little girl. So that would draw me in. And once I got into um, OA, I learned a spiritual program, learned by B.O.W., the big book. And I'm like, wow. God taking all the powerless people and making them powerful just by following him and making their life non unmanageable. I'm like, wow, this guy is awesome. And so I would believe he would deal for me, either through being in the Dell industry for 20-something years, having this disease. The more I depend on him, the more I feel he loves me. And so that's how I feel. And today my life, I'm mean, going through a lot of emotional stuff right now, and um, I think I keep focused on God. And I had a blessed life. My life is so much blessed. But sometimes uh, PTSD from the past or this disease, it interferes with things. I think I keep focused. And when I turn to the food, I lose everything God given to me, including recovery. And for that, I pass. Thank you. Thanks, Pamela. Next up is Bonnie P. followed by Stephanie B. Good morning, my friend. Can you hear me, Russ? Yep. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for hearing me. This is Bonnie B. Um, State of Minnesota, gratefully recovered today and so thankful to be on the phone lines with you guys. Okay, I'm going to start my timer and thank you. Um, So this paragraph to me is about simple, keeping it simple. I find it so interesting that so many of us came into the program with a belief in a power um, greater than ourselves. And yet we were still so very blocked. I was so, so very blocked. And I look at the reasons, you know, drawing back now as to why I was blocked. And it was because I came in with my list as the opening speaker had shared. I had a list. Even as a believer, I had a list of all the things I thought I had to do in order for God to love me, a very long list of what I thought I needed to do. And what I did was I I lived in a shallow place. Um, At this state in my life, I I see God as being in the deep breath, in that pause that the big book talks about on page 86 and 87. That's where I find rest in God. But everything that I knew prior to this program was in that shallow breath. It was, it was scurrying from one plan to the next. It was trying to figure out, how am I missing God? Why is he not showing up? What am I doing wrong? And every single road led back to me. 
And the entire time God wanted to show up, but God was in the simple reliance. And there was nothing simple about what I was doing. It was, it was complicated. It was overwhelming. My family suffered along with me as I went in and out of one diet to the next, trying to figure out why is God not here? What am I doing? What am I missing? There was no rest in any of it. And when I came into this program as the opening speaker had shared, um, I also saw a lot of lists, a lot of things that we had to do. I mean, I was given a list of eight to 10 things to do. And I thought the list was going to do it for me. But that was once again, me just being selfish. And what I came to understand is, yeah, there are things that I do every single day, but I don't do them so I can stay in a certain body size. I do them so that I can be fit so that God can fit me to be of maximum service to him and other people on a daily basis. My motivation has completely switched. It's gone from being incredibly intensified to, God, here's my heart. I used to wake up with the list, and now I wake up, and every day when I pray the third step prayer, I open the palms of my hands, and I offer God my heart and everything else that's in it. And I ask him to show me, as it says on page 86 and 87, what would you have me to be today? How would you have me to show up today? And that's where I get to stay. And that's my place of peace. And I don't have to know anything other than the next 25 seconds sometimes. And he has proven to be um, my source of strength and absolutely my source of deliverance in this area for today as I continue to look to him. So for each of you guys, you know, if you're new to this program, I still encourage you to continue to come back. There is um, freedom here and there is much love. And for everyone who's on the phone lines and has done service this morning, thank you so much. Blessings all. Bye-bye. All right there. I believe that was Bonnie. I'm sorry. Lost my spot here. So before Stephanie B. comes up, let me let you know where we're at if you hopped on a little later. We're in We Agnostics, page 52, third paragraph. When we saw others... And ending with, but the God idea did. And we're just reading that paragraph. All right, Stephanie, you're up. Thank you. Um, and this is Stephanie B. from Montana. I'm a recovering compulsive overeater. Um, happy to be here today. <clears throat> this is my uh, first time sharing. I've, I've been to the listening to the Vision for You meetings for um, probably a couple weeks. Um, but I haven't um, found the courage and strength to share. But I did feel compelled. Um, to share this morning. Um, I, I know I do. Um, I came into the program and I, I do believe in God, always have, um, and I've seen it just work such wonders um, in a lot of other OA members' lives. Um, so I know it, it really works. I know the program works. I know um, God's way works. Um, but I just, I'm, I struggle with um, fully surrendering myself to God. And I, I haven't fully recovered. Um, you know, I can't seem to find absence for more than, you know, a couple weeks. Um, I do, every time I do relapse, um, I do learn. I, I grow. Um, and I'm aware of things that I that I wasn't before. So, um, you know, there's just no way I'm giving up. I've just, um, I, it's too valuable, the things that I am learning. And I know that I'm going to get it. But I'm just not sure where I'm going wrong in the program. Um, you know, definitely the line of um, we needed to stop doubting the power of God um, as our ideas did not work. I, I know that's um, part of my problem. You know, I truly believe in God, but do I really, um, you know, all my faith in God? I, I don't think I do. And I do pray daily. I pray daily, um, you know, for God to give me the will to completely and fully surrender myself to him and his will. 
um, but I just feel like I'm clenching, um, you know, just trying to clench on to my own control. You know, when I was growing up, I, um, you know, I was always thrilled in my head that, you know, it was all up to me to take care of myself. Um, I could only rely upon myself, and it just really stuck in my head. And I'm having just such a hard time letting go of that, even though I know that my ways do not work. I've seen it time and time again. Um, you know, I, I live in insanity, um, trying the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Um, but I just, I'm just having a hard time letting go. So I just, um, I really appreciate everyone here today and just really felt compelled to share on that. And thank you for listening. Thank you, Stephanie. Next up is Lisa and followed by Nancy J. Good morning, and thank you so much for your service this morning, moderating. Um, everybody, you guys are so great. I love hearing what you have to say. Thank you so much for starting my day in such a powerful way. Um, I guess what I was thinking about was I always loved God. As, even as a child, I wanted to pray. Um, and so I believed in God, but I didn't know what God could do for me or in my life until I was in this program. And I, I guess what I really thought is that God was not a tottering old man up in, a, up in the sky. I don't think I thought that quite. That would be a bad description anyway. But I thought that my mother had all the power. Um, she was abusive, and she was always on me about my weight. And I thought she was right, and I was a failure. And so I thought my mother had the power, and God was just somewhere in my life, he loved me, but he didn't, you know, it was up to me to lose the weight. It wasn't, God, God wouldn't help me. But then it was very strange because when I was um, in my 20s or so, my mother said that she had seen somebody on Larry King who talked about God helping people lose weight. And now I wonder to myself, was that Roseanne? I, I don't know. Um, I'm not sure who that person would have been, but um, so I, I really did believe that God could help me lose weight, but I didn't know how. And so this program is so amazing because it tells you how to develop a relationship with God and how God can help you. It gives you the steps. And I'm actually watching a, a new sponsee do this very thing as, you know, an adult coming in and forming this new relationship with a higher power that is absolutely changing and causing uh, her work this program. Like, I am so excited. It's wonderful to watch and to think that I received that miracle myself. Um, you know, if you're a newcomer, don't give up and do what the book, big book says. It really is going to guide you in that relationship that you need to have with a higher power, and then um, and then you can get that weight off. But it'll be it'll be the bonus because uh, there'll be so much more that you get. Um, so it's not just the weight loss. Anyway, thank you so much, everyone, and have a great day. All right, thank you. Next up is. Nancy J, followed by Marie G. Good morning, uh, Nancy J, Southern California, recovering compulsive overeater. 
what a trip to say recovering today. Two days ago, I introduced myself on this line as still suffering. Um, I've been in a relapse for over a year, and I started listening to Vision a couple of months ago. And, um, you know, because I believe I'm the, I believed I was the biggest piece of crap on earth, and less than, I couldn't, I couldn't speak up. But two days ago, uh, the spirit of the universe, my higher power, nudged me to open my mouth, and I introduced myself and gave my phone number. And the people that are living this paragraph, you know, the people that are living step 12 and um, are relying on, on their spirit of the universe, showed me this, this paragraph just popped out to me, you know, that, I mean, I probably got 10 phone calls and 15 texts, people that are talking about God. How can I help you? How can I be of service? Uh, Anyway, I can pray for you. Uh, Do you have any questions? Do you want to hear my uh, testimony? I mean, I cannot tell you the love I've gotten. And I've been in these rooms, quote, unquote, for years. And never have I gotten such a hug. And um, that's why I'm talking today is because uh, I engage, you know, I, a a, a crack, my alligator skin cracked, and there's a little bit of light shining through. And, two days, 48 hours of abstinence. And I just, I think, you know, I, I, no, I feel, I feel, I feel good today. I feel hopeful today. I don't feel less than I'm talking on this line, which petrifies me because I know there's a gazillion people, but you know what? I'm one of you. You're one of me. You get, you probably get what I'm saying if I make it sense. And I'm just grateful today. Two days ago, guys, I was not grateful. And that's the darkest place you can be because I have so much to be grateful for, you know. And um, and just even two days of allowing God in. I was much kinder last night to my uh, grandchildren than I have been kept a zipper on it when I thought my kids should be reprimanding my grandson. I just didn't say anything. You know? There was peace on earth in my house last night. Time. And it's thanks thank you. And it was thanks to uh thanks to God and you folks. Thank you so much for letting me share and, and thank you all for being there for me today and my recovery and my past. Thank you, Nancy. Next up is Maria Jean and we'll take another list. Good morning. I'm Maria G. Covered by the grace of God, and uh, thank you for your service. Um, I just went through the 12 steps again and recommitted myself to this program and recommitted my my um, my thoughts. Um, my problem was thinking that I could do it. Um, and I found out thinking is not a tool. It doesn't come on the, it's not on the list of tools. 
because thinking is what got me here. And now I am learning to let go and let God. That's such a cliche, it seems like, but it's so real to me today that I have to put my thoughts aside and be a, a listener. And he responds when I listen. Um, it's the simple reliance upon the spirit of the universe. And I have experienced that now. Uh, and I stopped doubting that he loves me. Um, that was a hard concept for me. You know, I went to church all the time, but I left God at church and came home and did my thing. And um, <clears throat> today, God is in my life all day. And he's like a buddy, you know. I, I hate to, but that's how it feels. He's like my buddy. And he's um, he's with me. All I have to do is think one little thought, and he's there with me. Um, and ask, and he's here. And listen to what he has, how he has guided me. And I am committed to being um, a faithful follower of his word and this program and the people, the wonderful people in the program who have showed nothing but love and support. And I could not be more grateful than to have found OA and the program. And this big book is just, um, I'm new to following the big book. And um, I'm just a grateful, recovered uh, overeater. And I want now to do service and show that other, the love that, show, you know, return the love and understanding that I got from everyone in this program when I first came in. So, and I'll pass on that, and thank you so much. All right. Thank you, Maria. So, we're going to open up the line for Sharon. We're sharing on page 52, We Agnostics, the third paragraph, when we saw others ending, but uh, the God idea did. So, although we value experience, we ask that you let me just share it every third day, and if you share it on... Uh, Wednesday or Thursday, please step back. Please, one at a time. Hold on, hold on. Karen K. Amy B. RDS. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. So we got Naomi B. I heard Katie G. Karen K. There's a Harvey in there. Harvey S. Kelly H. Kelly H. Kelly H. I think we're going to be cutting it tight here. We got one, two, three, four, five, six. I think that might be be able to close us off. So we got Naomi B, Kelly H, Karen K, KG, Amy G, and Harvey S. And if I got time, we'll throw everybody else in there. Thanks for bearing with me. 
All right, Naomi B., you're up. Ah, oh, good morning, Russ. When I heard that accent, I knew exactly who was who was moderator this morning. <laughs> good morning, family. Oh my gosh, it's Naomi B., a grateful recovered compulsive overeater outside Philly. You know, it's really funny. As with the previous uh, paragraph, I put it more of the singular. So I was reading it, and it would say, "When I saw others solve their problems, such and such," and then down here it says, "I had to stop doubting." the power of God. My ideas did not work, but the God idea did. February 7th of 2011, I walked into my first OA meeting, and, you know, it was like, where's the scale, and why are there fat people, why aren't there fat people here? And then they had me this blue book about alcohol, and my drinking experience was like maybe two pina coladas a year, you know, I mean, come on. I was fat, I needed help. But then when I heard about the God idea, that God would be interested in me with my food, I mean, you know, where does that come from? But he is, and he has been. It's just, I didn't become abstinent right away because I had no idea what you guys were talking about. But when I did, and it's like, he too is my constant companion. And I talk to him all the day, all, all during the day. I feel beyond beyond excited and blessed that in this time that I've been abstinent, a baby's born, we've had, you know, uh, my brother dropped dead uh, unexpectedly, jobs, losing jobs, getting jobs, car accidents, new cars, I'm, and the list goes on. And God was always there. And it was God. It was never the food. It was God. And first of all, it's good to be back on vision. <clears throat> excuse me, and um, this is it, this, this is it, I mean, I don't know if I'm going to wake up tomorrow, but thank you God, I woke up this morning, and um, it's so good to be back, and I love you, and Happy New Year, and Russ, uh, you're my heart, you know what you mean, brother, thank you, and I pass. Thanks, man, we appreciate it. All right, next up is Kelly H., followed by Karen K., Good morning. This is Kelly H. from North Carolina. Um, I'm grateful uh, to be in recovery, um, but I am coming out of a relapse, and um, I am a compulsive overeater. Um, so I'm completely grateful for all the shares and the moderating. Thank you. Um, this morning, this paragraph is just proper. <laughs> it's a proper place in my life. Um, I read this morning um, from another book, um, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. And this paragraph from the big book is blowing me um, away because it is absolutely um, tongue and groove into that other passage. Um, the first words of this paragraph, when we saw others, um, slightly out of context, in my disease, I see only myself and can focus only on my resentments, my fears, and my disturbances. I can't see others. Um, I won't see others. It's all about me. And it's so subtle and so hideous that I both keep that away from people, but I also can't focus on anybody else but that. And... Um, when I can't see others, I'm in the food, and I'm in my um, 
bedevilments. I'm, I'm completely in that dark place. And um, part of getting out of this relapse is not just laying down the food, but it's um, laying down my right to keep being busy, too busy for meetings, too busy for this, that, too busy to see others. Um, and the frantic energy that I get from all of that busyness is very disturbing, which of course leads me right into resentment, which, you know, we all know that cycle. Um, and it's funny because part of the busyness has been two sons that I have that are 16 learning how to drive. <laughs> the fear, um, comedic sometimes, um, but terrifying most of the time. And watching both of them learn how to park a car in a busy parking lot, one can do it because there's boundaries all around him and he likes knowing his space. The other one can only park when the parking lot is completely empty. Because, but in both cases, it's this both he has strong, one has strong boundaries and the other has no boundaries. Um, and I find that when I'm in this program, um, I need to be exactly where God puts the boundaries for me. If I try and construct my own boundaries, maybe other people's parked cars all around me, it doesn't work. When I build the walls of my own busy, busy, busy life, um, it doesn't work because I crash into everything. But if So part of this is a huge leap of faith. I can't see the power of God. I can't see his boundaries unless I turn to him and take down my own stuff. So with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you. Next up is Karen K. followed by Katie G. Good morning. My name is Karen K. Recovered compulsive here from Syracuse, New York, and my credit is going to transfer. And what I mean by that is um, the work that was brought to me in other 12-step fellowships do not transfer into today, nor the work I did in OA Yesterday does not build into today, so it's one day at a time. And that's where my God lives. My God lives in the moment. And I really like the way the book writes, um, the God idea did, the idea, you know. um, So it doesn't really force one to believe in one specific God because it's a relationship. It changes over time. My God can, I can fight with my God, and my God is okay with it. Um, I can have rejoice with my God, and my God is okay with it. And what's really important for me, um, when I hear people say they're coming back, uh, it's really important just to let that go and to be kind and compassionate, and today is a new day. You know, it's great to learn from it. Um, I know this when I have fallen on my face. It's important to dust myself off and say, God, please help me begin anew and get out there and help other people. Even if it's just making a phone call and say, how's the weather there? You know, that's how the God idea works in me. Um, You know, the idea Karen, the idea wife, the idea employee, you know, the idea friend, the idea church member. You know, the God idea works, and I have to really be very specific to those relationships. And, um, you know, my God, good orderly direction, uh, higher power, whatever you want to call it, whatever works for you, go grab it and let and, and grab onto the hand and um, take it one day at a time. And with that, I'll pass. And thank you, everybody, for your, for your, for your service. Thank you. 
All right, there, Karen. Appreciate it. Next up is Katie G. Hey, friends. Good morning, everyone. This is Katie G. Recovered. Oh, can you hear me? Oh, yeah. Hey, guys. Sorry about that. Technology issues. All right. Katie G. Recovered in Boston. Russ, thank you. you know, I I read this chilling description of self-reliance the other day, and I just wanted to share it with you guys. So it means I don't want outside help. Holy smokes, is that me? Like, I don't want your opinion on my nightly review. Like, I don't really want you to tell me what you think. I don't really want you to make suggestions that I don't know. Like, honestly, the most painful thing for me to admit in my life is that I can't solve my problems. And the only thing that brought me, as you know, as you know, recently to my knees was that literally I was sitting in a chair and um, I pretty much was like, you know, my family would do better off without me. And I wasn't eating compulsively. I was lying. I was exercising addictively, which is part of our abstinence, right? We don't, I don't engage in addictive behaviors. And I didn't want to ask for help. Um, and, um, you know, I have to say, since that time, the miracles that have happened by finally showing up, right? Like, I'm not showing up and trying to solve my problems anymore. I'm not showing up and trying to be someone in Overeaters Anonymous, and I'm really clear that my ideas don't work. My ideas are that a thin, the thinnest body in the world, by 15 pounds that I am right now, is a good idea. My idea is that certain relationships with others is going to make me happy. My idea is having a marriage, you know, be a, per, a certain way is going to make me happy. You know, but what does the God idea means? It means I surrender. I have to tell you, uh, my idea was not becoming a member of Overeaters Anonymous. And once I was in Overeaters Anonymous, my idea was that I had to be someone in OA. And today, you know, I God, thank you, God. You guys, I'm I'm one of you. I'm with you. I'm not better than. I'm not worse worse than. And I'll tell you what. God is solving my problems. I This is a miracle. Anyone who knows me knows that my in-laws were the bane of my existence. And I said that my mother-in-law said to me seven years ago, I'm just going to have to stay out of your life. With tears in her eyes. Do you know the past week I've been staying at my in-laws and I don't like them. I adore them. The God idea works. They're my family. The God idea works. I can be present because I'm 15 pounds heavier and a trauma surgeon isn't telling me you're getting sick again because of your weight. The God idea works. Hang on to your seat. I'm telling you there's a solution. Join us and do the steps. We got you. All right there, Katie. Next up is Amy G. And it looks like you're probably going to close us out. Hey, Russ, good morning. Good morning, everyone. Happy almost New Year. My name is Amy G. I am a recovered compulsive eater from Maryland. Yeah, I'll keep it short and sweet, too. 
this idea of a simple, um, what's the word here, simple reliance. You know, I find it interesting that Bill often uses that, like on page 17, a common solution, a simple reliance, a, a few simple requirements. And when I look up the word simple, it says, you know, having no difficulty, presenting no difficulty, easily understood. And to me, what these paragraphs, all of these paragraphs in this chapter are repeating over and over, you know, we're getting towards the end of it, too, is that if I am willing to take the action by surrendering everything that I think I know, you know, everything that I think I believe, right, truly surrender to step one, admitting that I'm powerless, that my way of life and my way of managing life, even before I put my binge foods in my mouth, is not going so well. And that if you all have the instructions and a way where you have solved the problem, in whom the problem have, thought, have been solved, the peace and serenity in your eyes, then if I am willing to believe that, am I willing to believe in what you all have done and can show me the way and take the action, then that's it. It's really that simple. There's a funny saying that goes around in the rooms. Maybe you all have heard it. Simple program complicated people and that's me i complicate it and the more i think about it the more complicated and ridiculous i make it particularly with a warped compulsive obsessive compulsive eating mind and that's why i need this program to surrender do the work and get to the other side where i can be restored to sanity in my thinking but it comes with surrender and the willingness to take action and instruction it's really that simple and I, that, and, you know, and I spent almost five years trying to figure it out with my thinking, and that did me no good, but continued relapse. But today, even today, I still rely on the simple solution that is presented in the 12 steps that connects me to God on a daily basis, the power I need to be recovered mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks, Jane. So, Harvey, we do we have about a minute. If you want it, if not, you could jump to the next meeting. All right. So, Amy's going to be our, Amy was our last chair. Ah, all right, Harvey, got about a minute. Thank you, Russ. I uh, appreciate your service. Uh, my name's Harvey. I'm anorexic from Atlanta. I so appreciate uh, everyone who shared today and every day. Um, mornings are difficult for me. I feel like I'm going crazy this morning. I've let go of control, um, but I'm not completely there trusting God, and I go back and forth, and it's like no man's land. Um, I know the answer is to let go completely. It's the only way I'm going to have peace. I'm a work in progress. I so appreciate um the honesty and vulnerability of everyone here. It helps me so much every morning. And sure. I, I thank you, Russ. Everybody have a good day. Sorry about that, Harvey. All right. So Harvey was our last share. We thank everyone who shared. We thank everybody who did service for this month and for the year. So please join us for a second unrecorded hour study immediately following this. And today's share ID, so it's Friday, December 30th, 2022, 
7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting is 19,803-19803. We will now close uh, with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Sherry B., please read a vision for your book is meant to be suggestive only to keep you until that. Thank you. Sherry D., compulsive overeater from Maryland. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.